This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. And oh my God, you guys, you know that I love a luxurious set of sheets. And I now have such a set of sheets because of a miracle made. They are bedding that has been inspired by NASA. They've got silver-infused fabrics that actually make temperature-regulating a thing. Uh, so you're not, like, getting too hot or too cold or whatever. You know, the whole thing that happens with your body's temperature losing its mind, miracle made helps with that. One of the little things that my husband particularly loves about Miracle Made is that it like doesn't have as much bacteria as regular sheets because of it's infused with this silver that prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So it leaves the sheets cleaner for longer. And then the thing for my husband is that it doesn't give him acne, which is like an issue for some people. But More than all of that, it's just luxuriously comfortable and delightful, and it has that cooling feeling while also being cozy. Very hard to achieve those two things at the same time. I mean, miracle made. Come on, well done. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and buy some sheets today. And if you order today, you can save 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation at the checkout and you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. So there's just a lot of savings here, folks. Order today. You'll get 40% off. Use the promo code fake the nation. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation. And Miracle so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, which I don't see happening, um, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Fake the Nation, episode 268. Hello, hello. This is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, we talk about the human condition, and we recognize a day of labor week that we take off and use for rest. You know what I'm trying to say, folks. It's our Labor Day holiday episode, uh, which means we have some dazzling conversations from the vault. I am your host, Nagin Farsad, um, who has had those dazzling conversations. Uh, And I'm so excited for today's episode. This uh, first little segment, I am joined by Chris Gethard and Jaquie Sneal, and we talk about three girls um, who were dating the same guy. So check out uh, this segment and enjoy. Uh, Okay, and next topic. I'm actually joined by comedian Chris Gethard. Hi, Chris. Hello, hello. And comedian Jaquise Neal. Hey, Jaquise. What's up? And we read a story in the Washington Post about three women who discovered they were dating the same man. They dumped him and went on a month-long road trip together. First off, what do you think? Of, uh, I don't know, what did you, how did this story, um, how'd you react to this story? You know, this, this is, this is, this is what movies are made of, right? Um, <laughs> this is, this movie, this story has been told many times and you always think, no, it'll never happen. <laughs> and it happened. And, and it happened. This is a movie. Uh, you, you know, listen, if I was the guy on, on this front, um, it, it's, it's very interesting to, 
we all know people have talked about us in life before, right? But there are there are very few instances where we know I can set a, an exact time where I know I, my name was talked shit about. <laughs> Boy, my name was drugged through the mud, and my man knows. Are you knows. saying that you dated three women simultaneously who then met each other and went you on know, a road this, trip? The story is about me. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, ooh, you know they was talking some shit. Oh, yeah. You know they was talking some shit. Rightfully so. He deserves it. But it's funny. This is funny. I mean, good for them. Uh, friends show up in in all the right places sometimes and uh and there's nothing like taking a road trip and bonding over getting fucked over um in whatever <laughs> way you've been fucked over so i thought this was a delightful story <laughs> and and just so we're clear like these he had claimed exclusivity which each, yeah. each of these women yeah they're they're like all like 18 19 20 in that age group and they had been with him i guess like it, some of them had been with him like in high school um, and he was 20. So uh, so these these are like teen, late teen kind of um, emotions we're talking about. Um, also, the they decided to go on a road trip and it's not like they decided to go on any old road trip. They actually bought a 30 year old school bus together and then converted it. You should see the photos. The yeah. interior looks amazing, like a yeah. crate and barrel catalog. <laughs> and uh, and so and they're going not on like a simple week long whatever. They're going for months and they're currently still on uh, this road trip. Uh, Chris, what did you think? I have to say I'm sitting here laughing at how shockingly similar my reaction was that, you know, just reading the log line, I went, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. First this movie. Thing, <laughs> then, I, I, I'd like to think that I've been pretty above board in my date. Like even at, even in my like shittiest single dumb, I think I've been a pretty sh- above board person by and large. I would hate if you took the three people I dated where we had the most pleasant breakups, like least ill feelings. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. you put those three people in a room together, yeah, I'd hate to friends. see what they had to say yeah. about me. Yeah. Like three <laughs> people who I'm still friends with, like three people who I still text with and even make an effort to see from time to time. I'd hate for them to be in a room together comparing notes. I'd hate that. And I think I've tried to do things in a pretty above Verona, let alone what this Jamoke pulled. Ah. Yeah. yeah. It is a nightmare for all involved. I also just want to say about the dude, like, it is, it's actually, it's, it, it's quite impressive. Just what he did is wrong. You know, don't lie to people and, and, and toy with their hearts. But just on a level of like logistical coordination, I mean, yeah. that's very impressive. Just on like the Mrs. Like, Doubtfire balancing act that right. yeah. 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 Thing. And I at mean, 22, and also, like, young. And, right? Like, yeah. and he had an Instagram account. They all would comment on his Instagram account without knowing. Like, it's so fascinating how long he was able to keep this up and that... Um, and that he had the energy to keep it up because he's a student, by the way, in some university. So it's like he was going to school and keeping up this ruse. Like when I was going to school, like I was just I was too busy 
um, figuring out what a hangover was for the first time, you know, and too busy just like doing my sketch comedy like uh, group and um, and and like being really awkward around people. <laughs> like I don't know. It just it speaks to a level of confidence. Yeah. That this fucking 18, 19, 20 year old dude was able to like keep this going for so long. Um, there's a part of the story where he shows up to one of the women's houses and with a with a bouquet of flowers. Not and he, and she opens the door and she's on FaceTime with these two other women and she's like, "Look, I've made new friends." And he's got flowers. I was like, "What? 20-year-old guy has the like Casanova <laughs> wherewithal to buy a bouquet of flowers?" It's like not a very like did you guys buy flowers for your like girlfriends when you were a teenager? Uh, I mean, I mean, no. On Valentine's Day, and <laughs> yeah, right, like, yeah. on, like not on a regular Tuesday where you're just trying to look suave and cool, oh, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, you got a teddy bear and some chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a teddy bear and some chocolate. <laughs> but we was going somewhere like afterwards, right? You know? <laughs> right, like it was a specific situation. Yeah. I also just want to ask this guy, why didn't you just say you weren't exclusive? Like, just say, I, I date a lot of people. We're not exclusive. Like, it's 2021. Why? Why? What is the oh, point? Well, you know, it's hard to be selfish when you're being honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do. So he... Uh, right, right. He Those things don't often coexist, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he, he wanted to keep clapping cheeks and, you know, not, <laughs> not get them cheeks taken away. So, Do you think he had a, a night where... As things unraveled, he ha- he had like a diarrhea attack moment. Do you think he had that <laughs> moment of panic? Because that would make it worth it for everybody. I, you know, it's funny because like, n- like when you ask that, I think I would, yes, but I also wouldn't date three people at the same time exclusively. Uh, so You're right, like in my mind, he's just like, oh, they found out, shit. He might be that guy. Fucked up. Well, I guess I better go on to the next one. <laughs> like that's how right. I think he. Yeah, he might be that guy where he's just yeah. Like, like you don't you don't think that this was a learning moment for him? I doubt it. I mean, maybe <laughs> now it will. When he see the movie that come out on HBO Max in a few years, he may like. <laughs> he may say, you know what? I was fucked up, especially because these three women had the wherewithal to take me on a beautiful trip. You know, like if I would have just stuck with yeah. one, we could have got our own bus together <laughs> and <laughs> traveled. <laughs> you know, like he fucked. He actually fucked up. He fucked up, like because the trip they three took. three women who are good at like bus carpentry. Yeah. By the way, yeah. What are the odds? You gotta you gotta hold on to you gotta hold on to them <laughs> to those people who are good at stuff like that. I mean, so Chris, with, when you were talking about these these women that you've had breakups with who didn't, that were like amicable breakups, um, w- one thing that I thought was interesting is that these women did not, chose not to name him and like shame him publicly, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really nice because it's like, it's a little bit like, hey, this is, this is ultimately, it started because of you, but it, it will... The, the rest of this journey is not about you, yeah. you know? What I really love about that, too, is part of the, why didn't he just say he didn't want to be exclusive? It's a power trip, right? It's yeah. it's being in charge. It's playing a game. It's getting right. off on having all that knowledge. 
And I do think there's something that's pretty cool about going like, we're not going to name your name because in some ways that probably drives that type of dude nuts more than a public shame. Right. He can probably flip a public shaming into being like, and now I'm that guy who's going to get all these dudes are going to buy you. He could go become one of those pickup artist types. Right. And just make that his right. Some side with the the rules or whatever, the kind of guy. But now it's these women are like, we're not going to shame you, but you know, we know. And uh, that gives them more power over him than, than the actual shaming itself. I bet. Like in the movie, like he would have been, he would have been like. That you've already produced and directed this film. Yeah, but if they would have named him and stuff, it would have made him bigger. And in a movie, he would have been played by like you know like uh, Robin Pattinson or Chris Hemsworth. Now he's gonna be played yep. by some unknown who will never work again after. You know, <laughs> like he won't. You know, he won't get. He won't get no play. Nobody will ever know who he is. And in many ways, that's worse. That's worse. I, you know what? I wonder now that you guys are talking about him kind of like missing the part where he gets publicly shamed if he does come out and say because this is this was covered in the Washington Post you know what I mean um, solid hit it's a, it's a solid hit by the way I feel like the bus needs to be covered in some sort of dwell magazine or something <laughs> yeah. because that is its own story it's just like the before and after of like a breakup pseudo revenge bus uh, yeah. renovation um but I I can imagine him coming out and being like that was me, because I do think there's a there's room, if we want to just be ca- gross capitalists about this, um, in the way that Jakees was saying, like there's a there's a how to guide, you know, waiting, uh, for <laughs> to happen, you know, yeah. there's a, because I I am baffled by the logistics again, I'm baffled by the logistics, and I guess my question is, have you ever? learn that you've dated someone that someone else dated and was what what did that create for the two of you like simultaneously not simultaneously just like at all i mean or simultaneously but like it's probably like did you meet someone that's like dated your a former Uh, girlfriend no i never have i can tell you has that ever happened to you i will own up to something kind of scummy on my end Oh, please, let's hear it. But yeah. I'm not that scummy because I think, because first of all, nothing was exclusive. I was in a stretch where I was very single. I once had a situation where, um, look, anybody who knows me, even in passing, I, I have confidence in my own way. And by performing, I have earned confidence, but I am a nervous fellow. I live deeply <laughs> in my own head. This has always been the case. Uh-huh. I, we look up a pic Google image search me everybody I'm not <laughs> you know I'm not gossling you know like this isn't I'm not a great looking person I, I, I you look I'm great lucky. Chris you look you're, great hey Listen, you're someone's gossling you know I'm lucky I'm funny I was single <laughs> once and I had I'm trying to just remember all the logistics in my head as I sort them out basically I had I was asked out Okay, I was it performing. I was in Brooklyn. I had been not been single, and all of a sudden I was single, and a girl asked me out, and that didn't really happen mm-hmm. ever in my life, and I didn't okay. understand that like when you're a performer and you reflect that confidence and like you're an interesting person, and 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 that and that people are not shallow, and they go, oh, you're a talented person, and I like you. I was asked out, and I thought that was very cool, and I organized a date. And then another girl asked me out 
and told me that she wanted to go out with me on another date and then said what day she was available. And it was the morning of the other date. Okay. Okay. Two dates in one day. And I called a friend of mine and I said, I'm going on a date already with this girl. I've seen her once. It's not an exclusive thing. We're going out late. She can only meet late. Another girl wants to go out, but she's going out of town and she hit on me on Facebook. This was back in the day when that happened. Um, it's before dating apps and everything. So Facebook effectively kind of was a dating right. app. Was a dating app. And she asked, she said, I'm going out of town, but why don't we get brunch on this same Saturday? My buddy just goes, look, and this is a guy who's known me since I was 13 years old. He's like, you're not a jerk. I've never seen you really be a jerk. He's like, these are two, one of these is a first date, one of these is a second date. Yeah. It gets worse. I just mean, keep listening. Okay. okay. He goes, <laughs> um, he's like, at the end of the day, he's like, are you going to want to take them both on the dates? I go, yeah, I would love to take each of them on a date and see what happens. And he goes, you want to have the story that you just went, just do it. Just go for it. He's like, you won't, it's, it's not that bad. Just like, don't be a dick about it. It won't be that bad. I go, all right. So that was on a Saturday. And then I cannot lie. I was just on this streak where, because also I was pretty mentally unhinged at the time. And I think the combination of being <laughs> like a performer who I think right. was clearly a pretty nice guy, but was also kind of losing it. There's an excitement to that, that people were attracted sure. to, you know, like in Brooklyn yeah. in the mid 2000, you know, 2010, this was around like, sure, there was appeal to that. Uh, let's run around and stay up all night and just be crazy artists. And I will not lie, the Friday before that Saturday, I did a show and a girl who we had flirted a bunch was in the crowd that Friday and afterwards said, what are you doing now? And we wound up going home together. And I was sitting there going, I'm now, I just went on, I'm going on three quote unquote dates within 24 hours yeah. very unlike me very unlike me do I regret it mm -hmm. to some degree I don't think it was the coolest 24 hours of my life um, but at the end of the day you live you learn I sit here I go I feel good about the fact that people are interested in me in this particular juncture in my life it feels good to have interest but then I also said this is not me. I can't get caught up in this. I don't want to sit here thinking it's fun or cool to play games. So what I need to do is be upfront and honest. And I wound up dating one of those girls for like two months and shut everything else down. It was two months. I said, it's not me. So let me go ahead and say, clearly this is the person who I think has the most potential. And I'm not going to get off on it. I'm not going to go, oh, I'm this guy who can sleep with a different person every night. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, okay. You live, now rein it in. Don't get addicted to this. Don't be a jerk. Don't think that this is the end goal. Chill out. Take a breath. Be who you are. But I did that once. I did that. Notorious you know, nice mean, guy Chris Gethard once did that. Chris, I feel, I feel like that. You're okay. It's, it's okay. Then, yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I did that a fair number of times. I can also in my say day. that dating apps have thrown few, the standards of. Pre-dating app to my friends who are in dating apps. I'm like, whoa, I'll be like hanging out with my buddy who's big into the apps I'll be like you you got to slow down. He's like no people don't wait He's like people aren't sitting around waiting till wait. next Friday for you to take them out So you take everybody out all the time. So that's just yeah. back then. I was like, this is not me 
I'm like a serial monogamous. Right, no, it, it does not. Your story feels very mild. Yeah, and what it sounds like to me is you deprived those three people from their road trip. Um, that they could have <laughs> taken and can still be taken from you deprive those three dates of a lifelong friendship you'll be happy to hear they all three run a small business together they run a, they run a pet grooming business together okay alright so listen you, you did it you did I have it. a fetish for people who are into grooming pets they got together they all do it together folks I feel like this was a really just a telling segment we learned was a lot about Lane Chris and my, are people sitting here going oh Gethard thought that was badass what a fucking dope <laughs> It's, I I think it's it's like no you're not a dope it's just that like it's not that bad that's, like that's how if that's, you did that all the time I think it would be bad but you didn't do it all the time and that's what you that guy once. thought was cool that's the thing right who he gets did it those, all the time who gets into situations like that and in their heart believes that it's that it's fine. That is cool. Yeah. That's weird. That's, that's weird. weird. Yeah. I don't even know how you because I have a hard time. Sleeping at night over dumb things, you know, that I feel like, did I, did I, did, was I, was I exactly ethically, morally correct in this situation where, in, in which I took the larger half of the muffin when we were splitting a muffin? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I am, I, I feel so terrible about the most dumb things. Um, so I can't imagine just like living like that for years and being fine with it. Listen, folks, we've run out of time. Um, please take Gith- Chris Gethard's lead and share with me <laughs> the times when you believed you were a dirtbag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to hear them, uh, especially if there are, they are generally as gentle uh, as Chris Gethard's. Um, oh, my God, you guys. Thank you so much for being with me. You are both so utterly delightful. Yeah. And because of your utter delight, I would love for the people of Fake the Nation to be able to follow you and all of the wonderful stuff that you do. Jaquise, where do they do that? Oh, well, listen, first of all, thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure. Um, you're great, so I appreciate you. Thank you. Jaquise Neal on everything. J-A-C-Q-U-I-S-N-E-A-L. Easiest way to find me. If I'm not in these streets, that's where you can get at me. And remind me, remind us the name of your ah, podcast. Yes, The Cast. The Cast with Ray and Jackies. Uh, we cover big moments in reality television history. And from those moments have built a cast of 12 of the top reality stars of all time. It's uh, a headgum show, by the way. So show. we are yeah. uh, show sisters and brothers. Yes. Yeah, so go check it out. Siblings. It's fun. We have a good time. We have a good ass time. Uh, Chris Gethard, where do people find you? Well, when I'm not out on these streets, you can find me at uh, chrisgeth.com, Chris Geth on Instagram, Chris Gethard on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, if you're looking to come to a live show, I'm, I'm probably coming to your city and all the ticket links are at chrisgeth.com. And let's take a quick break to learn about our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll talk about other things. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. 
Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. back and we're ready for our next segment where I'm joined by Monet Exchange and Ophira Eisenberg. Um, by the way, since we taped that episode, the news has come out that Mike Richards is actually no longer going to be hosting Jeopardy. Um, a bunch of weird stuff came out about his past, uh, stuff that he said on podcasts um, in years back. So he was actually cut from the show as the host. And I don't know what's going to happen next. I do know that LeVar Burton was again immediately trending on Twitter. <laughs> so let's see what happens. And now it's time for our next topic. And for this topic, I am joined by comedian and radio host Ophira Eisenberg. Hey, Ophira. Hello, Nagin. I am also joined by a podcast host and uh, RuPaul's Drag Race uh, drag queen, the very wonderful Monet Exchange. Hey, Monet. Hello, 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 Nagin. Um, so today we're we have a little cultural grab bag of a couple of topics we're going to tackle. The first is um, we read a ridiculous piece in the Times called "The Best Way to Respond to Text Messages," and it is largely about the ha ha tap back um, on iPhone. So if you don't have an iPhone, it's just a feature you can tap back to a, a text message with one of these pre baked like emoji things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a heart, a thumbs up, a ha ha, you know. Uh, exclamation. Ex- exclamation. Thumbs down. Yeah. Don't forget thumbs oh. down. Uh, which, I've, which I've truly never used. I've truly never used the thumbs down. Have you guys ever used the thumbs I don't, down? I, someone's used oh, for it on sure. me. Oh, okay. Someone used it on me okay. once and I was like, how dare you? Uh, yeah. So was it like you said something and they were like, boo, that's the worst text I've ever received? Well, I, I think it was wow. something like a can't make it or, you know, something like that. And it was a boo. So I was like, I get oh, it. Got you. But also I do feel it like they should bad. all be positive. 
I don't know. Right? Why. No, I agree. I agree. Um, well, I so, think I yeah. think that the exclamation is reserved for group chat. I mean, for the, the thumbs down is specifically reserved for group chats. Right. Like you're in a group chat, and someone's like, "We." Someone, everyone's like, "Let's go to Disney." Someone's like, "I oh, wish go to Universal." You get that person a thumbs down. Like, girl, no, no one want to go to no Universal. <laughs> you want to go to Disney, right? So you want to just make that be known. And then I love it when everyone else does. So like, 13 people have thumbs oh, down awesome. their suggestion. Ooh, it feels. So, ooh, it feels so good. Oh my God, I. <laughs> I've never even seen that many thumbs downs in a situation. Okay, I, I feel just like hurt by that. I wasn't even in there. Um, so it's funny because so the tap back is is a is basically according to Apple, it's quote a way to quickly reply to messages with expressions. Um, but it actually, you know, the way this writer points out, it kind of shuts down conversations because, like, how do you guys use those tap backs? I use them if someone says something and I'll do like a thumbs up or a heart or whatever. Just like duly noted, see you later. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's kind of mostly my way um, of doing it. Yeah, it's also it's a the end too. Like if you're in a bit of a thread with someone, and then yeah, yeah, like someone has to call it. So bye bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I feel that. Also, but sometimes when I, I depending on how close I'm with that person, like if it's someone that I talk to a lot, I I always follow up the tap back with something like. Okay, cool. Or right. all right, later. You know, I but just ending it with the tap back feels a little cold. I'm like, oh, I thought we were friends, girl. Damn. Uh, yeah, right. Well, I mean, and then in the case of ha ha in particular, I, I mean, where are you with that? Because so the one of the things this writer Todd Levin um, in the Times wrote that he had very needy comedian friends. Actually, was like I felt very. Uh, pointed out, you know, <laughs> I felt like a finger wagging at, at, by this fucking article. Um, but he said that his comedian friends were so so needy, and the tap back basically has saved his friendships because he wouldn't ha ha them before, and now with the tap back, he is just like ha haing them. In a, it's a lazy ha ha, you know what I mean? Very lazy. Um, yeah. I fi- and I feel like. It, it's so lazy, it doesn't even capture for me the, like, an actual feeling of, like, I think something is funny. So I will go through the, I will go through the process of typing ha-ha multiple times if I think something is funny. I will also <laughs> tap, I will also write back the words laugh out loud, like, in full, not LOL, Ooh. like, straight up oh. laugh. Like I'm some sort of Victorian gentleman from the 19th century, right? Like writing on a calling card with in calligraphy. Um, and I, because I feel like haha is too obviously, it's like too, it's a dismissive laugh that means nothing. You it's, know what I it's mean? It's so funny because sometimes I want to convey that I actually think something is funny. And I, I've, I've sat there and gone like, if I just put a Ha, right in H A. That seems yeah. almost rude. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like, then if I go, it's like you tried. That's overdoing it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's condescending yeah. or something. Yeah, the culture of LOL 
L-M-A-O. Yeah. Ha ha oh, ha L-M-A-O, and ha ha yeah. ha ha ha. Or there's also the L O L the L O L O L. That's so yeah. three L's and right. two O's. Yeah. That one is like, oh, I'm laughing out loud, but even but a little more. It's, I don't know. It's, it's it's all very 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 slight. There is there are slight uh, gestures or a slight uh, messages you're sending with each and every one of those. It's very tricky. Well, it's funny to because t- you know the the writer Todd Levin actually pointed out he wrote ha 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 looks great on paper, feels great in a text thread, but it's anarchic. Not only does it make the ha suddenly appear patronizing, as you said, Ophira, <laughs> it sets a terrible new standard because there is no standard. How many ha's are enough? Right. In any group thread, the ha string quickly leads to nightmare scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think is really fu- which is true that's sort of like yes that's funny okay the next thing is funny was it funnier than this thing how many but I already used like 10 ha's in the other thing if I it, do I now need to use 12 ha's it like the, the calculations become out of control what if we <laughs> did the kind of thing that you know kind of comics do in real life and just wrote yeah. back funny right because comics don't laugh <laughs> Comics don't laugh. Come right, we right, and then but and then I feel like you could only write that to another comic, right? Because a civilian, I don't know. I mean, Monet, you're you know you're like a not specifically not a comedian, so you're not a great example. But would your civilian <laughs> friends find it really off putting if you just got a text back that was wrote funny? Oh yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll probably be blocked. I'm probably trying to send them back, and my text would go green. Like, oh my god, they blocked me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Ha-ha. I meant ha ha. I meant ha ha. <laughs> I know there's something so unfeeling about it. Um, but uh, I, here's what I want to see: if any app developers, or cell, a cell phone, whatever tap back developers or whatever the fuck they're called are listening to this podcast. And I know that they all do. So please write this down. I would like some audio tap back options of different Ooh. types of laughs. Okay. Oh I want, God. I want an MSG arena laugh. Okay. <laughs> I want like a really fun audience, but really small, like at a, you know, at a back of the bar show, like (laughs) they're having a great time despite being small in numbers. I want a full comedy club. I want a socially distanced comedy club. Like I want... I want a wide range of laugh <laughs> options. Um, like, kind of like should I be saying this out loud? You, you could, this could make you a millionaire. You, you were giving it fuck. away. Fuck, <laughs> you're right. Just one of those mocking ones where it's like, ha, like right, just yeah, 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 no, a forced, right, right, a forced laugh. I want one. I mean, guys. If you guys want to join in on me with me in this new um, tap back that I'm that I've already developed and trademarked, and it's too late to steal it from me, um, you're you know feel free uh, to to call yourselves founders. I'm just uh, saying in um in like on like iOS version uh, 17, uh, Big Leopard Snow Queen, whatever it is, the next one, <laughs> when that is a feature, you're gonna be like, oh my god, I know, they stole what the my fuck? Idea. I know, totally. <laughs> 
Okay, so let us move into another uh, major burning issue in pop culture. And I don't, I don't know. Is it as big as the tap back? Um, it is the Jeopardy succession issue. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been following the succession mess. Uh-huh. Uh, were you invested in the getting the right host? Um, so as you know, Alex Trebek, um, you know, may he rest in peace, passed away. So they've been looking for someone to replace him on the show. Uh, have you been following this and what have you wanted from it? So I've been lightly following this, uh, but I will also say uh, with, you know, just total flattery that a lot of people in my feed think I should be the next Jeopardy host. (laughs) You should, you would be uh, perfect. That was totally funny. And then there was actually a little bit of a war on my Twitter because someone was like, that is ridiculous. She's never won Jeopardy before. The only people that should be Jeopardy hosts are people that have won Jeopardy. And I was ridiculous. like, and I was like, well, you don't know anything about how anything works. If you think that's how it works, <laughs> yeah, no one that yeah. no one no. that has ever played the game should. I mean, that's just my feeling. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's not how hosting. The quality, the skill required in hosting is vastly different than the skill required in winning that kind of thing. Yeah, there's hosting, Absolutely. there's asking, and there's answering, and they are two different skills. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I also feel in general that uh, I feel like you should never try to cast like someone is stepping into that person's shoes. Like we're finding the next, uh, you know, we're just going to like the sun kind of feeling. I think that's that's always failure. That poor person should never have to feel that. Like, this is a lateral move. The other person that could have done it. I feel like you go in a radically new direction. That's what you do, and you decide, like, and it's a risk. It's a risk. Monet, what do you think? Yeah, I was following it, and I was I was on the LeVar Burton train. I was like, you know, yeah. let's just, like, change it up yeah. a little bit. Let's, like, get, you know, a little fun. And LeVar obviously has the gravitas to be a Jeopardy host, and I was he really does. on board for that. And then, and also, you know, put a little sasson, a little, yes. a little, a little season up, up yes. in the pot. Yes. But then it's got two white folks to do it. I was like, you know what? That's cool, too. Good for them. <laughs> was very, I, it was just seemed like such a really gross. Uh, you know, predictable move. I know. Right. It's and then like, some of uh... so so some of the people that were in the running were Anderson Cooper, Robin Roberts, um, Aaron Rodgers, Lavar Burton, as you mentioned, Mehmet, uh, Doctor Mehmet, Doctor Oz. Oh, was he really? Um, yeah, apparently he oh. was in the mix. Um, so, and then this is where the scandal erupted. Which is that, so Sony basically said that um, Maya Bialik, uh, who we know from the Big Bang Theory and yeah. um, some, I think, Blossom from the 90s, um, became the, was named as the host for the primetime spinoff events. Right. Oh. But then the daily main host would be Mike Richards, who is actually the show's executive producer and the Wait, man what? who was yeah. in charge of finding Mr. Finding Alex Trebek's replacement. I mean, you what? see how that whole yes. story worked all of a sudden. Don't you just, I mean, all of a sudden, do you Whoa. not feel like Alex Trebek went into work every day just going like, that guy just wants to do the job. He should just yeah. do the job already. You know, I can mean, you and then imagine? here's the weird thing. So Alex Trebek, I think, 
want it lo- looks like he wanted Ken Jennings. Right. Like that's who he had really um Champion. that and by the way, I think talk about like no one should host the fucking show who hasn't won it. I think Ken Jennings was like maybe the only person in the running that had I don't know, I'm making this up, but I think yeah, he I was think the only right. person in the running who had actually won. But uh Ken, and Ken so Ken Jennings hosted for like six weeks or whatever, um, and didn't make it. But uh but this guy Mike Richards uh, you know, I'll say he started out, this is unsurprising, as a stand-up comedian. Oh, dear. Back in the day. My God. And then he went on and executive produced, like, a ton of, like, he was supposed to do The Price is Right, and they gave it to Drew Carey, and then he, they made him the executive producer. And he actually, like, did wonders for that show, revived it from the dead, yada, yada. Um, and he's basically made his round uh, in various game shows, like doing a, a great job. Like no one's saying he's not a great executive producer. Um, he had didn't have very much crossover with Alex Trebek. I think he EP'd the show for like 10 episodes or oh, something before oh. um, Trebek retired. And... Um, and so that's also interesting. But yeah, but it's just weird because he's an unknown who was running the process of finding the replacement. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I know. It's weird. I know it's weird. And then, and also just, you know, listen, I, I'm not going to squash anyone's dreams. Clearly that guy's dreams, it sounds to me, not knowing him, his dream has always been to host a game show. And he finally kind of put himself in the position where he can uh-huh. step in do that without yeah and so part of you just goes it in a different world you would just go yeah and in the world we live in right now you just go it cannot be that guy we cannot yeah. there's no <laughs> way that it can be that guy yeah, it's funny because a lot of people pointed pointed out that like the, he basically Dick Cheney the situation. Yeah, and I completely forgot about this, but Dick Cheney was in charge of fighting the VP pick for George W. Bush, <laughs> and then he was like, "The VP pick is me." Um, and but but I do think like I remember when John Stewart left The Daily Show, he had been there I don't know how long, maybe nineteen twenty years, something like that. Yeah, and when they found his replacement, it was obviously it's Trevor Noah. I remember so many people were just like, of my friends, stopped watching The Daily Show. Really? Yeah, because I think they wanted another Jon Stewart. And that is yeah. not what you, yeah. you... You have to do something just completely I different. Agree. And yeah. I think 100%. actually The Daily Show audience probably changed, right? Like after that yeah. and, and found its own other people. And I'm sure everything's fine, whatever. Like obviously Trevor Noah, you know, um, is, is beloved. But uh, but that, I think, is the way you – and I get it, right? You're, like, used to this thing. It's, like, in your home. It's, a, you know, Alex Trebek is a part of your family. Like, he's in your living mm-hmm. room every night. Yep. I get that feeling of you're just, like, I want that thing, and I will tolerate that it is going to be in the shape of another person. So um, – but I think, but you can never get that, right? Yep. You can really almost never get that. So you really do have to just do what you said, Ophira, and just go for something completely different. And everyone hates change. Just everyone hates change. And there's no way you can ever get around that. Even if you were like, well, we cloned Alex Trebek, uh, but the voice is higher. They'd be like, I can't stand this high voice to Alex Trebek. Yeah, you know, like people so just so. hate yeah. change. And and yeah. uh, But then... Because there is a there's a path, uh, and then, like you said, much like with the Daily Show, there will be a transition period where everyone will hate, 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 and then you'll either get used to it or you will find something else, 
and it will just settle and then it will become a part of what is just like, well, that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but okay. not that guy. Not that guy. Is that okay? Mike Richards. My cat it could do it. Um, no, I want to do, I want to do the, the renewed Ophira Eisenberg campaign of, uh, yeah. I just don't think this is settled either, you know, but it I think that like, settled. It, it could, it could easily just change, you know what I mean? Or, you know, who knows? I didn't know there was like a prime, a difference between the primetime host and the regular, I mean, there's, Me this neither. sounds like, by the way, the average, um, there, it, Jeopardy is still a big deal. It averages 8.8 .8 million viewers a week, which I didn't realize, like, I guess I did what? realize it's still, it's still a very big deal. Um, oh, the viewers, wow. uh, f four out of five viewers are over the age of 55. So it's, um, you know, it's very much the villages in Florida um, watching, <laughs> <laughs> watching, watching Jeopardy. All right, folks, that is the end of the show. Uh, what I would love for the people of Fake the Nation is to be able to follow you and all of the wonderful things you do. Ophira, where do they do that? You could follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Ophira E. That's O-P-H-I-R-A-E. And then my website is just my full name, OphiraEisenberg.com, and it has tour dates and all, all the stuff. All the stuff. So many tour dates, so many opportunities to see this woman perform live. You absolutely should. She just completely brings down the house every time. I've never seen her not. Uh, so you're uh, you're you're in for a massive treat if you uh, if you go out and see a live show. Um, Monet Exchange. Where do people yeah. find you? People can find me on all socials at Monet Exchange. That's M O N E T, the letter X, and the word change on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. I've recently up to my TikTok game. Um, and it's pretty fierce, I must say. Right. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, also, Sibling Rivalry Podcast. Uh, you can look that up and to hear me and Bob the Dry Queen talk about things for everything from Black Lives Matter to why is the red Kool-Aid not the same flavor as it was 20 years ago? We talk about all this. Things, so. So <laughs> burning, burning issue. Good point. <laughs> that is the end of the show. So what I would really love to do is um, remind you guys to post a review on Apple Podcasts because it really helps people find the show. Oh, my God. Uh, so thanks to everyone who's been doing that, and we'll resume uh, reading those reviews next week. Uh, and also, don't forget to join Patreon. We've been having these wonderful, wonderful additional conversations on Patreon, bonus episodes of Fake the Nation. We've been get, I've been sending out bonus essays, bonus uh, music playlists of my summer jams. Uh, you can support the show at every level, $1, $4, $5, dollars a month um and there's there's higher levels beyond that but any way you can support the show uh would be great you can go to patreon.com slash nagin farsad and for those of you who have already been supporting ah gosh my heart swelleth uh and i feel so supported uh what i would really love to do though at this point is to thank everyone who makes this show possible that is our wonderful producer julia linden our fantastic audio engineer stephanie aguilar everybody at headgum who is just 
honestly a delight. Um, and our music, our grand, wonderful music is written by the talented Gabby Alter. Um, and again, um, post a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you do your podcasting. Um, also, send us an email at fakethenation at headgum.com with any ideas you might have for guests or segments. Um, I've gotten some fantastic emails from you guys, uh, and uh, we've been uh, slowly doling out some of those ideas for topics. So keep them coming. I love them so much. Um, and again, I will be back in your earballs next week. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>